Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Seven words that'll scare any politician. Roy Green is holding on line one. The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network continues. Just a tremendous amount of overnight response to two of the issues that we talked about yesterday. And uh, the first one was whether you support Saskatchewan Premier Brad Wall or Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. And they're clearly um, about to develop battle over a national carbon tax. With the Premier telling the Prime Minister and the rest of the provinces, I'm not signing on, period. Manitoba didn't either, but Manitoba is looking out for some movement on health care funding. And the Premier of Manitoba made it clear that the province is available to sign on under those circumstances. Premier Wall under no circumstances, and he's looking to take the federal government to court. I want to play back for you a little bit of what was said um, in that news conference, or shortly after the news conference. You'll hear the voices of Premier Wall and then the voice of Justin Trudeau. And we'll also get to the Ontario electricity story in a couple of minutes. But let's just do this first. Here's Brad Wall. Let's listen to one clip first from the Saskatchewan Premier. And we've been rushing towards this day ever since, without the benefit of due diligence, without an impact assessment, so we can look Canadians in the eye and say, this is what it'll do to your job, by the way, if you work in agriculture, mining, or energy, or other trade-exposed industries. We're doing it without the benefit of, of the study that'll say, and this is what it'll do to your household budget. We will not be signing this framework today, for those and other reasons. And here... Is another clip from the Premier. So there will be a, uh, an imbalance in competitiveness within the country because uh, the size and the number of emitters you have in central Canada allow them to do a cap-and-trade plan, and that, will make, and that will ensure that carbon has a much, much lower price in central Canada than it does in western Canada. And I think provinces that are, have a carbon tax right now are going to have, I think they're going to have a problem with that. Premier Wall also telling uh, or asking the Prime Minister, what's the point? of your carbon tax. If you're going to tax farmers for their carbon emissions or DHG emissions, and then you're going to give the money back to the province so that we can give it back to the farmers, what's the point? And Premier Wall also telling the Prime Minister, don't be naive when he said essentially that regardless of who's in power in Washington, Canada will just go its own way. Well, we can, but it's going to hurt us. Anyway, here's what uh, Prime Minister Trudeau said. We are telling Canadians and the world that a clean environment and a strong economy go hand in hand. And now we get to prove it. Okay, so uh, what sort of email response was there overnight about the Wall versus Trudeau confrontation? Not one support email, not one. Not one for Justin Trudeau. Here's an example. I support Wall. Interesting uh, that opposition to Wall or pro-Tudo peeps aren't calling into your show. Perhaps there's little or no public support for their plan. Democracy fails once again under these liberal governments. That's from Rick. Um, Brian, how can you support Trudeau, who hasn't done his homework, or carbon tax effects on Canada, especially in the West? This is a tax 
to grab the support, special interests who continually support the Liberal Party who share left thinking. Mr. Wall is looking at Canada. Why can't our Prime Minister do the job he was elected to do rather than globetrotting for photo opportunities? Does he know his globetrotting burns fossil fuels? John writes, Bradwall all the way, need uh, more like you and Bradwall, with common sense leading all the rest of Canadian sheeple. Thank you very much for your show. Please keep up the good work. Well, thank you, John. Appreciate that. Uh, Donald, I agree with uh, Brad Wall. Thank goodness for Brad Wall. Our prime minister is going to make us all poorer with his carbon tax, a cruel hoax on the populace of this country. And on and on it went. I've got many more I could read to you. But I want to get to the issue of the province of Ontario. There's the other aspect of our conversation on the air yesterday. We took a lot of calls. We spoke with Alan Carter, a news anchor at Global News, and uh, in Toronto, and the um, bureau chief at Queen's Park, the Ontario legislature for Global News. It was a great conversation with Alan. Global News has done a tremendous job, a tremendous job, on the electricity issue in this province, on covering the rapidly increasing cost of electricity and what it's doing to the people in uh, the poorest people in Ontario, rurally particularly, who've had, uh, in too many cases their power cut off. Here's an email that I received from Kathy, and she sends this from Alberta. I listened to the show today, and I have to say that I never imagined that in Canada the day would come where we had discussions about people living without power because the cost was too high. People living without power because government had followed an ideology without taking into account the human cost. And in Ontario, it sounds like the solutions are being delayed while the opposition parties dither What happened to government representing the people who elected them? I'm sure Ontario voters did not vote for energy policies that would leave citizens in homes without power, but that's what they got. In Alberta, I know that during the election there was no talk of a carbon tax or shutting Dow coal mines and effectively killing small towns that are built around the coal industry. We have homeless people struggling to survive, and when our mayor says they can stay in LRT stations, it's announced like it's a big deal. It is good news that it was made available, but nobody's focusing on the fact that we have so many people in need and without a place to live. In January, when the carbon tax comes in, we'll have more people pushed over the edge, unable to afford a place to live, the cost of heat and electricity, food and clothing. I'm going to uh, Hope Mission tomorrow to drop off some gloves I bought and scarves I made that I hope will help keep a few people warm, but it's not enough. Next year, the carbon tax will hit the nonprofits, and I don't know how they will cope. We have a lot of people hurting in this country, and it's time the politicians started to get that. A seat on the U.N. Security Council, which Trudeau wants, will not feed a hungry family in Canada or heat their home. I'm just one person who hasn't seen a raise in three years. I say a prayer each night that my job will not be eliminated as my company cuts costs. I have friends who've been unemployed for months, and when they apply for jobs, find they're competing with 500 or more people. Where's the hope coming from? We don't want a handout. But when our government, in my case Alberta and the feds, are always acting in ways that hurt regular people, it's really hard to be optimistic. Our premier has said that we should be buying energy-efficient cars and making better choices, whatever that means. Maybe she means choosing between eating and heating our homes. I don't know. So this issue in Ontario has reverberated and is reverberating across the country. The uh, Financial Post in uh, September of last year, wrote that Hydro One will pay its top executives, or its top executive, as much as $4 million 
in annual compensation, according to regulatory filings, uh, slightly more than other large Canadian power companies. Hydro One will pay its CEO a base salary of $850,000 for next year, that would be 2016, with a potential $765,000 in short-term compensation and a long-term incentive of as much as $2.39 million. The filing said the chief financial officer will get a whole a base salary of $500,000 and total direct compensation of as much as $1.5 million. Uh, because the government sold off 15% of Hydro One last year, Hydro One salaries are no longer required to be published on the Sunshine Club list. I guess many of you knew that. So what we have in many cases is the salaries from 2013. And I looked at the salaries of the top 50 salaried people at Hydro One in Ontario in 2013. And none of them made any less than $294,260. A control room shift supervisor made $294,260. The authorization training supervisor made $295,000. Another control room shift supervisor made $295,000. The chief information officer earned $296,000. Control room shift supervisor again at two ninety-six. dollars a shift manager at $300,000, and another control room shift supervisor, $300,000. That was the low end of the top 50. Meanwhile, people who have very little, who are struggling to get by, are in danger of having their power cut off or have their power cut off. Here are some of the emails from Pat. They said hundreds of thousands of jobs. They said pennies per month extra on power bills. How did that work out? Everyone's going on about the carbon tax, which is bad, but even $30 a ton tax will double the power rates in Alberta. Currently, Ontario pays five times our effective power rate, and this is before carbon tax or the cap and trade. Five times. Um... From Darlene and Rex, thanks again for what you do. Free electricity for electric cars, but not for life-saving equipment. Is it just us that thinks this is upside down and backwards? And what she's referring to is the story, is this story, that the province of Ontario, starting in 2017, so in a few weeks, will provide free overnight electric vehicle charging now, the province intends to establish a four-year free overnight electric vehicle charging program for residential and multi-unit residential customers. Charging electric cars at night, they say, can help balance electricity system demands and potentially reduce costs associated with exporting excess electricity overnight. So for four years, you can charge your electric car, your electric vehicle, free for residential and multi-unit residential customers. But uh, if you haven't got the money to pay your bills, you're out of luck. 
Which brings me to another aspect of this that we talked about yesterday and talked about uh, with uh, Francesca Dobbin, the executive director of the United Way in Bruce and Gray counties. Amazing woman who stands firm and stands to protect the people who are clients of the United Way. A man who had a heart attack. Now, remember, four years, you can charge your electric car free. Thank you, Premier Wynn. For four years, you get to charge your electric car free. Meanwhile, a man who had a heart attack told the staff of the United Way in Bruce and Gray counties it would be financially better for his family if he'd passed away rather than survive. And why? His medical equipment used too much electricity and pushed up the cost of the family hydro bill. How does, it, how does any of that make even the most vague sense? Francesca said, we've had people admitted to the hospital for a mental health crisis because of their utility bills. People are changing their habits. Dobbin said many, this is from uh, Global News from Brian Hill. Dobbin said many of the clients she deals with have become obsessive, shutting off coffee makers as soon as they finish brewing a pot of coffee, not cooking a turkey during the holidays because it uses too much electricity, going to bed early because they're afraid of turning on the lights. Right. Reg writes, what is it uh, that the people in Ontario that can afford to buy electric cars get free electricity? It's like the guy who buys the diesel pickup would get free fuel at the expense of the government. So, let me open my phone lines at 1-800-263-2428. 1-800-263-2428. There's, there's a lot more. There's a great deal more that I have sitting in front of me. A great deal more that I can share with you and I will share with you. But is it... Is it not just a fundamental right to have light, have electricity? And if governments and their programs and their initiatives and their obsessions cause pain for the people they represent, harm the people they represent. Is it not time for a stop to that? Premier Wynne said she made a mistake. These are the mistakes, Premier. These are the mistakes. A man who had a heart attack told Francesca Dobbins' staff of the United Way it would have been financially better for his family if he'd passed away rather than survive. Because his medical equipment used up too much electricity and pushed up the cost of the family's hydro bill. Those are the mistakes, Premier. Those are your mistakes. 1-800-263-2428. We'll come back. 